There you go. <laughs> there she looks. Okay. So, <clears throat> Jaja, in, yes, all in all transparency, I'm going to take this slow because I sure. want you to explain to me what it is that you actually do. I get it. I went and saw some of the videos, but sometimes I get lost in it. So, and I'm pretty smart. So I don't know if it's energy. I don't know if it's metaphysical. I don't know if it's spiritual. How do I introduce this to my brains in your introduction? I don't want to do a long introduction because I want you to have the opportunity to share with us, but I want to be able to <clears throat> talk intelligently. See, it's a lot. Yeah, for, yeah. It's a lot for you too. <laughs> yes, yes, I do. I do understand what you are going through. And this is one of my greatest obstacles in one way or another. However, I do believe in interrelations. And that's what I am actually doing. Everything is interrelated. So I think if somebody wants to be uh, an educator, a spiritual educator, this person needs to be uh, uh, knowledgeable on the field of healing, understanding history, understanding metaphysical stuff, understanding a lot of things because they are all interrelated. Okay. And you cannot really heal without understanding that. You cannot teach anything if you don't know how to heal. Or sense. you you get into all the occult. I mean, I teach all the occult stuff also, like from starting from witchcraft and going on from with Orisha shamanic system. And then I switched to Wudun, you know, because Wudun has such an extraordinarily good healing system. What, Wudun? Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, what... Uh, Hollywood makes the wooden is really just silly. You know, it's nothing to well, do with Well, you know stuff. what? I went to New Orleans. And when I yeah. went to New Orleans, I'm a devout Christian, okay? Yeah. But I'm very spiritual as well. But the thing is, when I went to New Orleans, as I walked down the street, there was an energy that was pulling me. I, seriously, like tethering, calling me to come in to I answer the questions. And my husband goes, are you sure? I said, well, our religious doctrine has always taught us that this is taboo, but it has yeah. been here for centuries. Voodoo and tribal medicine was here before Christianity. Yes. I said, so this <clears throat> is how our people, Native Americans, Cubans, Africans, Mexicans, South, South American, this is how they connect to spirit. Through sacrifice, through prayer, through dance, through rituals. Okay, we've just cleaned it up and made it different. So I go in and I look at the deities, I look at the candles and I'm saying, wow, this looks like a combination of something new and something old. But it is because when the slaves came to 
New Orleans and Louisiana slave trade, they were indoctrinated into Christianity, but they yeah. still wanted to keep their true religion of who they are. I mean, witch doctors healed people. Talking to spirits healed people. So now they put the spin on it that it is evil. Now, don't get me wrong. People can put some, you know, some frog legs on you. <laughs> they, can put, they can put a bad spirit on you. We'll talk about that too. But thank you so much for explaining that and me explaining my part of it because I want people to be educated. Brains, I want you to be educated. I want you to respect and honor today's guest, Jaja Tudors. Uh, found her and she is very interesting. So forgive us for just kind of doing the introduction in the middle of the interview, but I needed to be clear because this woman is deep. Okay. I mean, so deep that you need a, a shovel and a crane. And so I want you to understand, and I want you to take this all in. I don't think this, you're going to be able to process all of it in one session, but you'll be able to follow her and maybe she'll come back and give us more information but she's got a huge following. People love her. They love what she teaches, what she does. And, you know, it's different. Okay. So you're on the edge. <laughs> yes. So much. Look at that. You are on the edge, brains, right here. This is the place where the conversation is pointed. The guests are sharp and the responses are never dull. And today we have Jaja <laughs> Tudors. And I appreciate you, um, again, educating me. You know, I know you guys think I know everything, but I really don't. But I'm about to find out something, and I'm about to learn how to make it interconnected so that I can grow the branches of my tree. Welcome, Queen. Welcome. Thank you very, very much, April, to have me here. I am so honored. Um, I do appreciate your work very much. You do a really nice work Thank and you. contribute to society beautifully. And... It is very rare to find people like you because most people are, you know, just sort of floating around rather than... Yeah, I, I don't want to be superficial. I want to be deep. I want on this journey, on this path in life, I want to be as deep as I possibly can um, because that is going to allow me to ascend. I don't want to be stuck and I don't want to go backwards. So let's start at the beginning. Tell people a little bit about how you show up on the planet what amazing work you do, and then we will go into the different uh, modalities and, and the expansion of your work. Sure. Uh, I hail from the south of Hungary, from a very humble family, actually. Uh, I'm a British Hungarian. Um, well, my parents divorced uh, when I was very young, so uh, due to uh, family upheavals, I've been um, responsible for my own choices since the age of 14. So that's a tender age, you know, in everybody's life. But I've been living by myself since that time. And it is extraordinary, actually, because nobody was guiding me anywhere. Nobody was telling me what to do, what not to do. And my third eye stayed open. And that was mm -hmm. a real fantastic journey as such. So I went through education. I um, have a, had a university degree. And then after that, uh, I bought a one-way ticket to London. And I left my country behind. Um, I went to a country I had never been before. 
I didn't speak the language. I was very far away from the mindset of the capitalist society as such, mm -hmm. coming from the communism as uh, as such. And um, can I can I pump the brakes? Because I, when I hear something interesting, I want to kind of delve a little sure. into it. Now in Hungary, in a communist society, there is no proselytizing. They don't. Is it a, is it against the law to talk about God and or is it underground? I, I don't under I don't understand that. Um, <clears throat> actually, now it is not a communism any any longer. However, I am always uh, talking uh, for the communism because we had the greatest freedom whatsoever, even though it was sort of sold to people like uh, the people of the United States that it was oppressive and, and uh, everything, it was a dictatorship, nothing of the least, you know. Um, we had- No, when I went to China, I didn't but see China is yeah, but even but even there, I saw that there was law and order and discipline. Now, I you know, I didn't do anything against the government. I don't know. But that is a form of communism, too. And I'm sure that there's different levels and different uh, different standards. Yes, I've been to China myself for quite a while. I mean, I traveled around. Uh, but uh, in communism, we had free education and a very good one. Uh, uh, we had free um, health system, a very good one. And we had access to anything whatsoever. And if somebody is telling you that we couldn't go to church if we wanted to, is lying. Mm. Because I was christened. I, I denounced my, my, my Christianity in every way because I think it is not very very good to put your children into a faith without the, the child knowing about it, you know, or having a choice as such. However, I was christened and everybody else was actually. So you can understand that if I was christened, then anybody else could be christened and anybody else could go to church. Okay. So that was not really... Uh, uh, a form of law in our country. I don't know about other communist countries actually because they were different. And um, but even in China, you can go to the temple and uh, you can go to even church because now Christianity is sort of into China and they have uh, Buddhism and Shintoism and a lot of fascinating stuff. Uh, going on in China, and it is not forbidden. So, okay. So as you progress and you fast forward, you you know you go to London, and you find this whole new way of living. Sure, and it was fascinating for me. I love changes because that's the place and the time when I can thrive. You know, <laughs> I can learn. I can. I can see something extraordinary I have never seen before. I can go through experiences. And so it was fascinating for me. Uh, of course, it was painful also. But then again, pain is part of our process of learning. So 
I wasn't uh, very unhappy about that in any way whatsoever. Um, I got two other, two more diplomas uh, to my hand. And then at the very first time when I could actually leave the country, because for a while I had to stay within the country, you know, I wasn't allowed to, to move or to, to travel out. And after five years, I think it was, um, I started my traveling journey through the planet. I've been to 102 countries. Wow. <laughs> absolutely delightful. Wow. So what I have done, because I am so curious about everything, what I have done, I went to countries, talked to people. I didn't go there as a tourist ever, you know. I wanted to become part of uh, their society. Right. And I was very good with it because I always, always learned the basics of the language, you know, to say hello and whatever, and people love that. Right. So they liked me, of course, because of that, you know, <laughs> I wanted to become part of their society. Well, you're, a you're a citizen of the world. I mean, you yes, know, that's and, the point. And you know? you're gracious. You know, that's how I am. When I pack my suitcase and I travel around the world, I don't pack my American. Ah, uh, good job. <laughs> I, I want to immerse myself in the culture. I want to say please. I want to say thank you. I want to smile. I want to eat the food and not scrunch. Yes. You know, all, it, it's a lot to traveling, and it makes you such a different person. So, as sure. you travel around, how did you find these modalities and the work that you do? How did you get involved in that? Uh, well, um, at one occasion, I, I was learning from people. I was learning from tribes. I was learning rituals and healing methods and everything. Uh, but it was just, you know, um, I could have said it was a, a hobby <laughs> or whatever, because I was curious about the world. I was curious about everything. And at one occasion, when I was living in Brazil, I went home back to London and a friend of mine said to me, do you want to be initiated for Reiki one? Mm. I said, wow, well, now how much does it cost? And she told me and I said, okay, I have this money. Now I have the time also, let's do it. But I had no idea what Reiki was mm. at that time, you understand? So right. that was just because I was into all tribal stuff, shamanic stuff all right. over the place. So I went there and she started to teach me. And then she was showing me some uh, methods of cleansing the chakras and, you know, whatever it is. And I said to her, no, you are not doing it right. You should do it this way. And that's, <laughs> and that's the idea of doing that, you know. And when we went to, to visit my house, because everybody is visiting the house, the temple in, in Reiki. And then I said, oh, well, but I have a much better house on Mars, you know. <laughs> and she was just looking at me. You know? And she said, she said huh? <laughs> so it was so funny. And she actually realized that I knew 
a bit more than she did. Right. You understand? Right. And I said, well, I don't know why do you call it Reiki, but I don't, I didn't like the history around it, you know? Humanity is very funny. Whenever they, they, they uh, think there is a gap, they put some story there, you know? And this Ushui being a, a Jesuit, priest and whatever, you know, this is just um, um, a story for me. I know, and it's, and it's funny that, that you say that because my mentor tells me that all the time. She says, it's just a story. It's all made up. Of course. It's, story. it's all made up. Okay, of course. but if it's a story and all made up, <laughs> how do we know when we come across the truth? Oh, that is the big point here. So it was the time when I went to Reiki 1 that I decided that I am going to dedicate my life towards finding the truth. Mm. Mm. And that is my philosophy. That is Akia philosophy, actually. And uh, I went through all the Reiki stuff, you know, I got my master and whatever, because I started it up. So I got through that. But within this time and from that on, I was searching and started to search for the, our origin, you know, because there are billions of stories. Every religion is screaming that, oh, we were the first. Come on, religion is man-made. And it was added to the whole journey much later on. So, and it uh, was also developed for mind control and discipline and to yes, keep it alive. Yes, yes. Yes. Let's let's face it, brains. Oh, yeah, we'd have to face it. I mean, I am so glad that you understand it because most people wouldn't, you know. And it is pretty unfortunate because it's very logical. And I am very much for logic. The whole universe is extraordinarily logical. And that's what we have to understand. Um, so... I started to work on it. Akia is an acronym. It means Atiruketa Intara Mango. And the meaning of it is Earth's consciousness in Atlantis. Mm. Now, I didn't start from Atlantis. I didn't know about Atlantis those days because I never searched for it. But I arrived back at Atlantis mm. on my journey to find uh, the whole uh, interrelations and the journey and everything. And of course, I needed to go through the universe also because as above, so below, you know. And, uh, and, and I am teaching it also that... Uh, we can only understand ourselves through the universe. Okay. Because we come from the universe. Right. In one way or another. Okay, but so, well, wait, let me ask you a question. So oh, yes. we about, since we talked about religion and we talked about you being from Mars, I get it. <laughs> um, but in all seriousness, do you believe in the Big Bang Theory? Do you believe that do you believe in a God and in, uh, you know, Jesus mm -hmm. was his son. I'm not saying that. 
Um, but do you believe in that type of philosophy? But as far as I'm concerned, that is not a philosophy. Because the point is a philosophy should have an interrelated journey throughout life, the life, you know, it's not just one idea about something. Um, so I don't believe in God. I do believe and everything is showing that, that there was a creator force. Now the creator force, I would say uh, the first knowledge, I call it the knowledge. Uh, and this first knowledge developed enough to arrive to the point when it was able to multiply by division. So there was a dot, and when the dot grew, it just sort of projected out one more dot, dot and after another one, you know? Mm -hmm. So it actually uh, drew um, uh, a line, mm -hmm. and then everything developed from that. Uh, I don't believe in any kind of uh, uh, human type of being uh, 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 in control. Uh, I don't really believe, I do believe that, that we are living in an interrelation with the universe mm -hmm. and we cannot control everything because of this interrelation. So the universe is actually uh, affecting our lives and we there are certain things we cannot avoid because okay. it comes from the universe. So let me go, let me ask my question. Uh, we're talking about force. We're talking about source energy. Mm. I'm not necessarily putting it as a he or a she or a we or a they, but there is a force in my mind. There is a force energy. There is a source. I don't know if that's what we call alien because it's foreign to us. So it is alien. Okay. There, I can't believe in my mind and I, you know, I'm just assuming, I don't think you think it either, that we are the only inhibitors to this vast universe. I think that there is different places. There are different planes. There are other life forces. I mean, we have just barely touched the surface of what the universe and the cosmos has. I mean, what was it, a couple of years ago, they found all these new planets and all this kind of stuff. So we're very ignorant and very backwards when it comes to that. We're not the only ones. I get that. And I do believe that my source, what I, can, what I call God, came from that source energy and developed it here. Now, when it comes to religion and you know, all the great prophets and teachers and all that kind of stuff, you know, I'm not saying it's made up, but those are, those are doctrines. Those are religious stories. I get that. But initially, and that force, I think that that's where we are now. And during COVID was a time for us to really stop and pause. I mean, everybody on the planet had to stop. I don't care who you were, what you had to do. You had to stop, whether you liked it or not. And it was a time to reset. Because we are entering 5G, which other yeah. galactic spirits are probably in 10G. But we are going through this lunar vortex. 
there's a pull of the energy in the age of Aquarius. Now, am I right or wrong? In many ways, you are right. I just want to go back to the, uh, the, the dot, the creator force, when I was mentioning it. Uh, in my mind, when there was a creator force, there was nothing else. I mean, no planets, nothing. I mean, that was just, that was just the beginning. Mm. You know, I mean, the Big Bang is interesting and uh, tangible, but according to the Big Bang, there were planets already. Mm -hmm. And I am talking about the creation of the universe. So there was just one dot from, let's say nowhere, of course, nowhere doesn't exist. So, and from this one dot was created everything, all the planets, the galaxies, and then the, the, uh, the beings and vegetation and everything. So if I look at this one, it doesn't allow any kind of God in because it came from this dot. You understand? So I cannot really say that, okay, then came God and did something because the, the point is with this God business that how did, who created God? <laughs> you understand? I mean, but, I mean, it, but, but you could ask the same question as, forgive me, hold on, I'll edit this so, out. Yeah. <clears throat> Hello? I'll call you back in on, uh, on the camera three. One, two, three. Now, um, Jaja, this dot, that's, it's, it is very simple, very simplistic. Like you said, it's very logical. But, you know, is it specks of dirt, energy, water, matter, yeah. science, all of it comes together in a cluster and it makes a dot. And from this dot, there's an expansion. It's just like putting a seed in the dirt, it create you water it, it creates roots, it grows, it starts to sprout, and then it bears fruit. I, I mean, I get that. I'm trying to break it down so that I can understand it in my big brain, because I got a big brain. But, oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but but I understand what you're saying. So and, and I understand what you're saying about, you know, God, um, because in, in my opinion, I would think that God was manifested from this dot as well. Just like, well, no, 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 wait, I'm saying, I'm just trying to put it in context for me yeah, yeah, yeah. in the human form. I'm not trying to say that that is the, that is the end all be all because where did God come from? I mean, you, you got to keep going back, going back, going back. And, and I get that, but it's just really, I guess it's so simplistic. That's what makes it so challenging for people to, you know, oh, it's got to be this big grandiose you know, experiment or the science, or it can't be simplistic. That's why people's lives are so, are, are so complicated because they want to make it more than what it is. I know it is, it is a, a behavior pattern, yes. But it has to be simplistic because there was nothing else. So we cannot talk about sciences, we cannot talk about water, we cannot talk about anything. But that... Uh, energy because everything is energy in the Absolutely. whole universe 
either organic or inorganic. That's how I call it. The inorganic energy is lifeless because we made, we killed <laughs> the, this life, uh, organic energy and it became lifeless, like plastic or, you know, I mean, uh, uh, we, we cut out a wood, uh, a, a, a tree as an organic energy and it can remain an organic energy for a very long time. However, when we add something to it to mm -hmm. actually, uh, or, or, you know, or the metals and everything, when we add something to it to stand out uh, against nature, let's say, or, mm -hmm. you know, uh, the forces of nature or whatever, they die because they cannot live any longer. So it is actually uh, uh, um, an energy uh, I would call inorganic or non-organic. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Because you, you know? change the original structure. You change the original yes. compound. It's not natural anymore. It's like, <laughs> yes. I mean, you know, it's like bamboo. I love bamboo clothing. Uh, yeah. Bamboo sheets. But it's oh, not yeah. the original poorness of the bamboo because you changed it. You've changed its form. So inorganic. I get yes. it. I get it. Okay. Yeah. But then again, I mean, if you look at a table that has been just sort of fashioned from a, from a tree mm -hmm. and there is nothing added to it, even though it is sort of changed in one way or another, obviously, because uh, somebody worked on it you would see that they have much higher aura than let's say a plastic table. Mm -hmm. You understand? understand? Because the wooden table still carries the original understanding coming from the tree. Right. So you can actually read from its aura uh, the people the, the lifestyle of the people who cut the tree out, the, the, the whole um, uh, factory where, where it was made, you know, and everything, because this wood would carry all this karma, we would say, mm -hmm. yeah, in it. But the plastic, even though you can read that also, but it's much more difficult to read, and because there is some movement in it, because the movement holds the whole system together. Right. You know, I mean, it, because it is a physical compound, obviously. And what doesn't move, it falls apart. Okay. So we have to move. Everything is in constant motion. Yeah. And of course, you can see that from from the actual uh, objects and you can read their origin, you can see whatever. Right. And, and also how you can, uh, how it doesn't disintegrate. I tell people all the time, we are organic beings because we have an expiration date. We are all in this meat suit and we are going to expire at one point or another. I mean, you, I mean, yeah. We'll, we'll look at the physical shell. I'm not talking about the spirit. I'm not talking about the energy, all that. But this, again, this shell that you see is going to disintegrate. Yes. Well, I look at it from a 
bit different way, <laughs> as you can see. <laughs> Uh, I am. I okay, am but sorry. I mean, like I said, raise my consciousness. I'm. I'm here for an education. <laughs> let me. Let me know. Tell me. Um, <clears throat> I teach, and I do believe that a human being is a blend of the soul and the physical body. So there is no shell and the soul, but the physical body that is blend with the soul, and. It has to be, because everything uh, shows that. We cannot possibly uh, um, differentiate between the two while we are human beings. And that's what makes us a human being. Because our physical body is on, on the top of the ladder, on the evolutionary ladder on Earth. Yeah, That's a physical body. It has brain. But the soul brings in the mind. So that's why we have mind. And that's why we can actually think. But when, it, uh, when the soul is not in the body, because it can happen, and sometimes it happens, and, you know, there are robots around in, on Earth. Right, without we AI. <laughs> But they are not aliens. The point is, uh, the physical body is created by human beings, yeah? Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't get a soul at a certain time when it has to, then it just grows up like a, a, a physical body that I wouldn't call a human being, although everybody else would call it a human being. But you can see that they don't ha they have only two bodies not three you can see that they have to be tamed rather than taught mm. you understand they cannot think they cannot logically interrelate things so they have to be uh, dealt with very differently okay now let's let me fast forward just a little bit. So I, I you know, me and you are gonna have to talk. <laughs> no, no, I get it. But you're teaching people this. Okay, mm -hmm. this is your I I I don't want to use philosophy because you're gonna correct me. This no, is it's your, philosophy. It is not yeah, okay. This is your philosophy. Yeah. This is your teaching. Um people would say that this is hoo-hoo. Right. Okay. It's making perfect sense to me. I'm connecting the dots. But what what in what is your perfect client or student or person that is willing to go to this depth of understanding and wisdom? Because this is not superficial. Um, this is a lot of textbook. This is a lot of life experience. Again, you've been to over a hundred countries. There's people that haven't been a hundred miles away from their house. Who, who gravitates to you? How do you find these individuals? I mean, you have to be ready for this. This is not something that you just, oh, all of a sudden, you know, or people would say this is a cult. Um, they, would, they would coin it, of course, to make it normal, to normalize it for them, to stabilize it for them. They're not willing to go that. But what kind of people are drawn to you? 
Well, first of all, I need to go back to uh, a bit to uh, explain the whole lot to you. Um, when I finished my Reiki education, that was few months, whatever, you know, and after I started to teach, I said to myself, okay, I am started, I am teaching my philosophy and I didn't know the story. So what I've done was I sat down in front of my students, sometimes 200, 300, whatever, and started to talk without any notes, without anything whatsoever. And I was doing it for six hours, two days a month, Saturday and Sunday, six hours each day. And I came back to them next month without note, without anything, and I continued where I left it. And I was given everything. I mean, I went to countries, yes, but actually what was what was I doing in countries? I was making sure that what I know is true. You understand? I understand. It's, it's very interesting. Um, so I learned here and there, and then I could see, okay, there is something given to it, and uh, some gap fillers are here and there, whatever it is. So would you be in a meditative state? Would you get downloads? It just... Downloads, oh, yes. Bam, bang, it's just it just appeared in your brain. Downloads, definitely, but not. I didn't do it consciously. I mean, I know how to do a download. I know how to uh, connect because I teach it to my students. You know, I hope I know how to go to libraries in the universe to get all kinds of knowledge, and I know how to astro travel. Obviously, I am teaching it to my students, but at that moment, I didn't do. I knew that I had to do this teaching mm -hmm. and I, I never questioned it. I didn't talk to anybody that, oh, really, I should do that or whatever it was. It just appeared to me and I started doing it. And I done it for three years without notes. Then I had to start uh, making notes because I started up a new course from the very beginning. So I needed to actually understand where I was in the two different uh, levels, you know? So that was it. And then that was the time when I asked my student to give me their notes to see what I was teaching to them, you right, know? Right, 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 so, And that was it. And then uh, actually I, I had to have notes because I was teaching different levels. Wow. But at the end of the road, that's how it is. And within this teaching, I was teaching the philosophy, but with it came the healing method. It's my own healing method. I developed, but it's, it's very, um, it might not be a right thing to say that I developed because I was given, you know, and it made sense to me. So whatever I taught in the philosophy, I could show to my students. 
So right. there was no question. You could prove it with practical yes. application or physical, okay, physical yes. evidence. Because again, I'm one of those people that you got to show me, you, you know, you got to show me yes. better than you can tell me. So again, yes. and, you know, they want, because but, they want validation. If they don't feel that you can substantiate what you're saying and what you're doing, then, you know, they don't believe sure. you. Sure, sure, that's the point. So, and we started to talk and of course we always talked and talking is very important. If they had any question, I was uh, asking, I mean, most, most of my students are Christians or they call themselves Christians, of course. I mean, most people call themselves Christians and they have no idea what Christianity is. You know, it is very fashionable to just say, I am this religion and that religion. But then again, they always said, oh, Jesus is here and there and whatever. I said, yeah, but I am here and there and whatever. Everybody is here and there and whatever. So it's not, not something extraordinary about it. And of course, me personally, I am I am into my faith. I am to, yes. I am into I am into a higher calling. I'm very spiritual, and people need to understand that there's a difference between religion, which is the discipline, the rules, the book, and spirituality connecting with the energy and the life force. Oh, thank you very much, because everybody is just looking at me when I say that. I mean, it's, it's, and I'm both, I'm both. Cause I dig it. I get off on the book, you know what I'm saying? And the rules and the history and the doctrine. Uh, and I do pray to source energy, but I also connect with the universe. Sure. So, you know, so yeah, but you know, it's, it's not just whatever title you want to call it. And what I Thank don't you. understand about the world, Jaja, is yeah. that if this is supposed if this supposed god or or religious doctrine is supposed to be about love why are we always at war why is there never any peace why isn't there any compassion why isn't any salvation why are we always fighting one another okay why is there you there has to be one or the other you know either you're going to go to heaven you're going to go to hell either you know you're going to be an angel or you're going to be a devil yada 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 what about just being here in the present, being normal, accepting what it is? It's, it's People make it overly complicated. So as you progress, you become a teacher and, you know, you've written 12 books. Okay. And I don't know if your books are like, what's his name? Epar Toller, Toller, Toller. I can't. What is that guy's name? That Oprah I follow all the time. I can't think of his name. But anyway, his books, I could not read his books. I had to listen to them audibly because they are deep and you have to have some sort of history, you know, something to refer to before you can do it. So are your books also audible? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't made them audible just yet but i am i am thinking about it i mean my books are i try to write my books in a very simple way although i am sure it is it is not easy to understand but the point is 
I am a trigger. I want people to get out of their comfort zone. If they read a book and they say, oh, yes, I know that all, then it was no point of reading the book. You understand? The book should give you something to think about. The book should drag you out of where you are at the moment. The book should... But sometimes... But sometimes people come into it with a combative attitude from the get-go. What they want to do is they don't want to be open to learning. They want to uh, be combative. They want to challenge you. Oh, okay, well, this is not this because this is in it. Okay, I get that. But that's where asking the question is very important. And listening. It's a different skill, hearing and listening. Listen to the answer. Because I'm going to have to go back and listen to this interview again so that I can process. No, really, so I can process what you're saying. It's very valuable. You can see at the beginning of our conversation, Brains, I didn't, you know, I didn't try to keep you out of the green room. What was going on? I needed her to explain to me. I've watched. I've listened. I need to understand. And that is what the challenge is with society today is that you don't want to understand. You want to. You want everybody to go along and get along. It's not happening that way. It is not, it's not going on. So um, this has been very fascinating and it's very deep. And it's not something that we can get through in, you know, 30 minutes, 40 minutes. But I want my brains to go in and open their mind to a different conversation, to a different way of thinking. Uh, for an hour, for two hours of your life. This is evolutionary. This is life changing. This is the next level brains. You want some, excuse my French, you want some superficial, earthly, old bullshit. <laughs> okay? And that's, nice. that's, that's it's, but it's not happening. <laughs> this is not what the millennials, I get goose pimples. I know I'm getting a download right now. I gotta calm down. Um, this is not what source energy, even God, doesn't want us to stay stuck. They have given us a roadmap. They have given us leaders. They've given you the information. Now, what you choose to do with it and how you choose to process it, that's up to you. We can't make you do anything. But please don't ever say that you were denied the information, that you were denied the opportunity, because it's right here in your face. And you have to edit and filter. If something that Jaja says or April says doesn't resonate with your soul, don't do it. I don't want you to do anything that is in in contrast to what you feel. But knowledge is power only when it's applied. Only when it's applied. And I just thank you so much uh, for being here with me on the edge. You are wonderful, 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 and super heavy, super deep. I got some people that I got some people that can appreciate where you're at that I'm gonna turn you on to uh, as soon as we end this. But is there anything else in closing that you would like to share with my brains, um, and then also your contact information? Well, um, um, only one sentence, really. What is very important that conscious learning is the key to everything. Nothing comes without conscious learning and understanding. You have to think. You have a mind. You you are given the opportunity to think, and it is important. And also, if you want to 
improve on yourself. You can always come to my Wonder Wisdom Club. You know, it is an extraordinary place. I put my life's work into that. And everything is there for you to understand and to get on with life. You can ask questions. You have uh, live lectures continuously. You have healing, group healing, meditations, rituals, learn about any kind of approach, what we have and what we are using uh, to connect with the universe. And it is a lifetime membership. So I just want you to, to understand that my website is, of course, zazatudors.com. <laughs> so come and visit me. Rains, and, and check it out. You know what I'm saying? It, if nothing else, for information. Again, like I said, you need yeah. I need you to go in, like, love, share, and subscribe. Like, love, share, and subscribe. Follow, go in and listen to other edgy conversations. Leave a comment. I want you to be respectful. Okay? Jaja, I'm sure, will answer your questions to the best of her ability. Go visit her class. If you don't agree with it, and it's totally in contradiction to what you believe, we respect and honor that too. Okay? But uh, there's no funny business. We don't do that on the edge. We respect and we love everybody. Because I'm telling you, I only bring you the best and the brightest. I vetted them. <laughs> <laughs> Before they're on the show. Thank you so much, Jaja. You are absolutely wonderful. And we will be close friends because I need the knowledge. I do. Oh, I am so happy about it. <laughs> wonderful. Right. Thank you, Have April. Have a good Thank day. You, Thank you very much. See you guys. All right.